going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Jurassic Pod. It's your boy, Ja. It's your boy, Evie. And it is the postseason edition of Jurassic Pod. Uh, weekly wrap-up, I guess. Um, what is it? What is it going to say? I am out of search right now. I just watched that bullshit game. Uh, we can get into that after, but what do you want to start with, Ja? I guess we can start with, like, the brackets. Then be bracket. Um, it is currently 108 on Sunday, April 23rd. So none of the games for Sunday have started yet. So, And the games that are on Sunday are the Cavs versus the Knicks at 1 o'clock. Um, the Kings versus the Warriors at 3 the Celtics versus the Hawks at seven, so that'll be after we put this out. And the Denver Nuggets versus Timberwolves at nine thirty. So there's two games before we um we put this shit out. So just be wary of that when you when you guys share the brackets. Yes, sir. Um, so this is still first round. Um, Milwaukee versus the Miami series. Miami's up. Two to one versus Milwaukee. Um, for Cleveland and New York, New York is up two one. Uh, for the this the Philly and Nets series, Philly has officially beat Brooklyn four zero. It's a clean sweep. Boston is up. Two to one, um, Boston versus Atlanta. So Boston versus Atlanta, two to one. Boston's up two. Um, the Denver and Minnesota game. Denver is up three to zero. For Phoenix and the Clippers, Phoenix is up three one. Um, and the Sacramento and Golden State series. Sacramento's up two to one. And for the Memphis and Lakers series, Lakers are up to one right now. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um you know, go ahead. I was gonna say, is there any like things that you're seeing or any teams that kinda like caught you off guard with this? Like that like you're like, oh snap, like I can't believe this is happening. Or... Honestly, considering like a lot of there's been a lot of injuries this week, so um, that's the only thing that's been like holy shit. I didn't see that coming, but like you know, counter like you know, like taking in taking in account of the with the injuries that have been uh, going in left and right uh, on certain uh, marquee players, the results make sense. If you know what I mean, so I'm not tripping over nothing just yet. And like, what about you? Um, I'm a little bit like shocked with the 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 Milwaukee and Heat series. The Bucks and Heat not like threw me off guard, but Giannis was not playing. So I have to take that into consideration. Giannis wasn't playing. Tyler Hero also wasn't playing. But even still, like. It threw me a little bit off guard. I was like, two on word. But without Giannis, like, I, I understand completely. Um, 
the Philly and Brooklyn game, the, that whole entire series, I personally thought, like, the way Brooklyn was playing with, like, obviously the whole roster has been, like, changed. It still, like, was a solid team. They still had, like, decent players. Uh, and I didn't expect them to get swept. Like, genuinely, I did not expect them to get swept. And Joel Embiid wasn't playing in there in the in the in the in one of the games for that series, so that that kind of threw me off guard too. I'm like, there's no Joel Embiid for one of the games. Like, I I would assume they'd maybe try to like sneak in, you know, like one one game, but that kind of threw me off guard. I'm not gonna lie to you. The Nets were the Nets were riding a record that they didn't contribute to. Like that was uh, Kyrie and. Uh, yeah, I know. Kevin Durant now. So, like, this team hasn't really proven shit. Hasn't really done shit since they left. They've, they had a, a few wins, a good wins here and there, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure they had a losing record going into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, they, they, they did, but it's just it's the Joel Embiid not playing. I thought they could sneak one, you know, one game. No, I don't see that for the next. <laughs> they <did> not. <laughs> The, the 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 Sixers result makes perfect sense. Like, um, it's it's looking like it's gonna be the same thing for the Timberwolves too. Um, they snuck themselves into the playoffs. They're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna leave with anything. So, <laughs> but yeah, the yeah outside of that, like things kind of look like the way they're supposed to. Like the Heat. Um, I thought like when when they're in the playoffs, they'd be an exciting team. They're taking advantage of um, a team that's down Giannis right now. Yeah. Um, the Suns are taking advantage of the Clippers right now, uh, down Kawhi and Paul George for the last two yeah. games. Uh, Paul George three games. Um, and yeah, like the the Lakers couldn't take advantage of uh, John Moran being down game two, but they took advantage of. Um, like they they came out the gate like running for game three so, and Dylan Brooks was like got kicked out like second and third quarters. You know, like the teams are like like teams are like doing what they're supposed to be doing right now, like you know putting on a good series and stuff like that. I think what we expect to happen will happen though. Like we shouldn't be seeing too many surprises in the playoffs right now. Um, but the Clippers like, the Clippers have been a, like a damn shame. Because that should have been that's, more. Like, that's that's not really their fault, though. Quietus and no Paul George. Like I, I, it, I get it. I get it. That, that that hurts. That takes a lot from their team, man. It's not even a fun series to watch at this point. It's like, bro. Nah, no, it's like, playing great. Like I was just watching that. The I, team I is playing great, but like I definitely was anticipating to like see like a crazy like Paul George and Kawhi like you know backcourt like. Duo, and then all, and, and on top of that, you also have Russ that's like new to the team, still obviously trying to adjust with the team because he's like literally like brand new. So, like, I wanted to see how that would work. See, like, like that would have been a real, in my opinion, that probably would have been the best series right now out of all, out of all the games. That would have been the best series to like to watch, like, it would have been really fun. For me personally, it's been like, um, even like, I've watched the first two games, I missed the third one. But I watched the highlights to the third one, and it was kind of like the first two. Like, it was incredibly competitive, regardless of the fact that, like, especially in game two, when Kawhi 
or the, the Clippers weren't getting knocked out. Like there were, there was no haymakers throwing that the the Clippers couldn't handle. Like even this game, uh, Russell Westbrook dropped thirty-seven points. Right, so like <laughs> you can say what you want, but they're putting up a fight, and the game was close. The end result looks a little bit more uh, bigger than the the game actually those like they were pretty close throughout most of the game like if you look at the um the score summary like the clippers were actually ahead of them 30 23 in the first quarter um they came like the they came back in the second but throughout the game it was pretty close the whole time like so like the clippers are putting up a fight it's just you could imagine what it would be like if Kawhi and paul george are out there yeah outside. it's like heartbreaking probably for a lot of clippers fans out there and shit like that because they know what the series could have been with those two in there, right? And there's still time. Like Kevin Durant is no, no stranger to three and one, um, uh, like leads. <laughs> so like this, this could all this could all change. Uh, I don't know about a three and one lead change in uh in the first round, but we've seen weirder things. Um, I'm I, like you know I've I've been really happy to see how Russell's been playing though. I just feel bad that it's. I feel bad that the. The efforts are, you know, going into losses when, you know what I mean? With one extra guy to, you know, like, let alone two, like, this could have been a death loss. Right? So, like, Phoenix, like, you know, a lot of Phoenix fans right now might be getting gassed. But, like, they might be, like, if they get past this, they're running into a brick wall with Denver. So, like, they, yeah, like all, all the shit that they're getting off right now and just barely scraping away from certain, like, games and shit like that will not be a thing when it comes to Denver. So, like, if you're, if you're a Sun fan right now, you're going to be getting too gassed. And if you're a Lakers fan right now, don't think this shit is going to keep up. Like, throughout the season, like, Lakers, the, the Lakers have had, like, great games and have followed them up with really shit games right after the fact. So, yeah. like, like, whatever you're seeing right now with them niggas, too, like, just be happy John Moran is, like, like getting, like, hobbling off of the court half the time. He's not even 100 right now. No, and they still like man. These niggas were out forty something. It was like forty something to uh, to fifteen, and the game, the end of the game, ended like uh, with a ten point deficit, and it could have been even closer than that. And Dylan Brooks was not even on the floor. Like this team is incredibly beatable. Like they're in the position they're in because they've been beaten a lot this season. Um, I just wouldn't be too comfortable. Like I think a lot of the results that you expect to happen will happen. I don't think I wasn't expecting the Clippers to to be like you, this. But you think, I you think um, sorry, sorry for cutting up. You think the Memphis and Lakers game will will go to like a game like seven type of thing or not? No, I think it'll be six. I think like I think what you're saying from the Lakers right now is the best we'll see. Yeah, Anthony Davis, man, he played really good. He played really aggressive. This is the best possible game you'll see because LeBron can't have a better game than this in them. Like everybody else has to play well, because if it's LeBron, the one if LeBron's the one playing well, that's going to take away from everybody else's possessions and touches. It does, and yeah. Production, the production for the rest of the team won't be there. But if the like the rest of the team cannot do this again, like in one mm-hmm. game, you know, how many, every a lot of people had a really good game. Like let me look at the, let me look at the numbers because everybody was fucking rolling. Even that Roy Hachimari or whatever. Right, Jamar, he's a nice pickup, man. Nice, nice pickup for the Lakers. Yeah, like LeBron had twenty-five today. He, he played. LeBron played decent, twenty-five and nine. He played decent. Like, he played. He played his part. 
Anthony Davis at 31 and 17. Austin Reeves at 13 points, which is, you know, it's great to have. Um, Roy Hachimari had 16. Um, let me see, were they mostly beautiful? Like, yeah, like. What about Dilo? LeBron was number one, where's Dilo? Dilo at 17. Um, okay. LeBron was 10 for 20. Anthony Davis was 11 for 24, so that was 45%. Um, Austin Reeves was 5 for 10. Uh, Dan D'Angelo Russell was 5 for 14. So he wasn't having the greatest game, but yeah, he, put, he still put up 17. And uh, Roy Hachimari was 6 for 10. So a lot of these guys were close to 50 or like above when it comes to yeah. scoring outside of D'Angelo Russell for like their double-digit scores. That won't happen again. Yeah, that's for having that much consistent players playing that good. That's yeah. that's hard. That's hard, especially in playoff ball. That is very hard. That's like I see you and you're banging that shit. Like that's how they were playing today. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, you know, even like you look over at the the grizzly side of things though, their field goal percentages weren't terrible. Like it's just these guys weren't getting the touches and shit like that, but. Uh, Jaren Jackson, like he he needs to do way more. Um, he had thirteen. He was thirteen and five um, on thirty three percent shooting. You go to Desmond Bain, who was eighteen and five on uh, seven to fourteen shooting fifty percent. Uh, uh, John Morant, twenty. I think it was like twenty two points in the fourth quarter. He had yeah. forty five points in the uh, like you know in total for the game. Nine nine rebounds, thirteen assists. He was thirteen of twenty six. Um, like essentially fifty percent. At one point, he was five for fifteen. The game, Jordan, player of the game. Like you know what I mean? Like he was, like he did his fucking thing. So like this is not a team that like they had a terrible start. I don't think that's gonna happen again for these guys. Like you know, a lot of things need to happen again the same way for the Lakers to win the way they just did. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's in the cards for them like that, bro. So, and the way the Grizzlies ended this game gave me like a little bit of hope. I like here's hoping, like in the sense of that, like I don't see the Lakers really beating these guys after this, because they rallied back from such a like a, a huge deficit. Obviously, uh, back close enough, but you saw like the refs kind of man that there was a three point shot that should have been called for a foul. It didn't, and then, that like, was grimy. That was so grimy. Yeah, especially if you're gonna kick out um. So grimy. If you're gonna kick out Dylan Brooks, Dylan Brooks. Uh, like for the, the shit that you you know he did or whatever, like John Morant didn't land, he landed on the next man's foot. He like that's that's a shooting foul right off the bat to begin with, let alone like yeah. a black they, just, they didn't give him no space for landing, and like there was two defenders on him on, on that shot too. So that was that was a clear yeah. foul, and that would have been a, like he would have made those three those three free throws for sure. No, like I was I was just the the like. I don't know, man. Like, I was watching this shit, and, like, the Lakers got away with a lot, and the Grizzlies didn't get away with shit. So it was, like, it was interesting to see that. Like, you know, when people, like, a lot of Raptors fans will complain about, like, you know, what we had to go through throughout the season and stuff like that. But I'm like, no, nah, this mm-hmm. is an NBA thing. There's, like, like I don't I don't know if refs are picking favorites or, like, there's a certain agenda going on or this or that. I'm not chopping it up to this. It was just, like, there was just a certain amount of plays that I watched where I'm like, man, like, how are you not calling this or calling the other shit? Like, you know what I mean? And like I liked I liked that there was no um excessive calling throughout the games, but there was momentum calls that like 
that like those stops. are the worst calls. Those yeah, are actually like, the worst calls. Where it stops the momentum of the, of the game, like the the Grizzlies were making a, like a, a couple of good rallies and shit like that. LeBron goes up for a layup. He dro- like he's looking for the contact. The player's actually like moving out of the way for this nigga. And then like he just like you know he throws his body into the guy, goes up. That's not a foul. You know what I that's mean? And, like, and he just he falls on his ass, falls on his ass with the whole Pascal Siakam like where's the call shit. And then you know he gets the he gets the whistle and it's like it's shit like that but it's like it's not even the like whatever that happens throughout the game but the game was going pretty smoothly up until that point and there was yeah. a lot of very aggressive plays so like sometimes I'm like yo like when the refs interfere with the momentum of the game especially when another team is making a rally when the Lakers were making their rally and shit like that there was barely any calls being called <laughs> like you know what I mean so it's like. I, it was just like watching that shit. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing going the Grizzlies' way right now, like at all. And and uh, they only lost by ten, considering they should have been lost. They, they should have been lost by like twenty plus. Yeah, that deficit was crazy. Yeah, that deficit was. And I caught the game late too, and I was like, yo, this is a. I was like, literally telling him, like, yo, this is a crazy lead right now. Yeah. And then John Moran had like a nice, nice run. Like he's literally putting up two K. 2K stats, dead ass. Like, this guy is having a nice run. And then, yeah, there so, He's capable of, like, you know, he's capable of those games. I think he was trying to get the team involved, uh, like, you know, like, therefore, like, you know, because he had the 13 assists and shit like that. But when he just stuck for his own shot, he was, he was finding it. So, yeah. I don't know, you know, it's, uh, like, I think for the next game, I think he should be a little bit more assertive, a little bit more aggressive. Jaren Jackson Jr. needs to definitely be more aggressive. Anthony Davis was having his way in the in the paint today, so. Yeah, he definitely yeah. was. It, um, is the next game uh, at, at Lakers? Um, what is the game? Is it game three? Yeah, game four. Game four is going to be in LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> the, I don't know, like getting back to the the one of the other uh, series with the Clippers and the Phoenix Suns and shit like that. I've been hearing a lot of talk about like, um, not even just like a lot. There's like one individual in particular, Stephen A. Smith. I think last year, like not last year, last week, um, I was saying some shit about um. Like, you know, LeBron is probably the worst superstar or whatever. And, like, ironically enough, this nigga, like, um, I think the other day, like, two days ago or so, was just, like, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is the worst superstar in, in the NBA history. This or that, yada, yada. Oh, like, my I've said, God. I've said some of this shit about LeBron. But um, hearing that about Kawhi was, like, hilarious. Considering it's just, like, do you understand the product that you're speaking on? You understand the player that you're speaking on? Like... Like yeah, yeah, I feel like he just has things to say things because that's like that was a, like it was hilarious. I, I I was a thoroughly entertaining. Like, the one thing you can say about Stephen A. Smith is he's mad entertaining. Yes, it comes to a point where like you know he believes what he's saying, mm-hmm. and I'm like that's when I'm just like, oh, you're an idiot. Like this is like how like hey like his injury. I think Jalen Rose actually spoke on it too. Uh, the, on the Sunday night because he followed like I don't know if it was Sunday night, but whenever they they played their um. The, the game before this one. And then, um, like, the, the next day he went on first take saying whatever the fuck he was saying. But um, 
like on that night, like, like Jalen Rose was even explaining to him, like, yo, like Kawhi, like even in college, was like walking around limping, like an elder, you know, like he was elderly and shit like that. And like the reason why he like left uh, San Antonio was because of, and we heard that we were here, like we knew the story. They misdiagnosed his shit. He didn't trust the doctors there anymore. San Antonio was sick of his shit. And then, you know, like he wanted to trade. They wanted to depart with him. They sent him to Toronto as a fuck you, but that fuck you turned into a championship. So it's like, but we knew what we were dealing with. We got Kawhi, a healthy Kawhi, and we sat him 20 games of the season because we knew even a healthy Kawhi isn't 100%. And because we did that, like, you know what I mean? We, like, they they, they they scheduled that shit really well. They, like, throughout the season and shit like that. So then when he came to, into the playoffs, he wouldn't miss any games. So if he's missing games right now, he is clearly hurt. Because missing playoff games and shit like that, like, this nigga wants to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like that part of his character should ever be questions and shit, questioning and shit like that. Because we've seen what he's done on the court, like, two wins. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a guy who wants to get that shit done. Like, with the Clippers and stuff like that, like, with his injuries and stuff, you know, like, that's not a secret. So when people want to make it a problem now, shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's this is a nigga who, has, like, he can't do anything about it. Like, injuries you can't do shit about. Your body, like, if it, that's what you're working with, that's what you're fucking working with. We've seen really great players... Like, you know, Stephen A. Smith was saying that like, he should retire. Okay, you're bugging. You're you know bugging. what I mean? I'm just you're like, bugging. we've seen really great players, like, leave. We've seen really great players leave the game through injury. You know what I mean? Like, we got to think of, like, guys like Brandon Roy, who was just plagued with injuries, bro, like, his entire fucking career. And it was tragic. Like, you know what I mean? Like. We've seen like um what was it like um I saw somebody make an example I I even forgot I completely forgot about this shit but um I think like what's the sports D or some shit forgot her name but like she she threw out um like one of the duos in Mellow and AI like back in the day and nothing is used to be like you know they used to play tag with injuries and shit like that oh I'm out no you're out no I'm out no you're out. you know what I mean like, <laughs> like, 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 that was like that shit just, we've seen this shit happen with players. Where it's just, you know, you can just can't get away from injuries. Yeah. It's just around. But, like, Hawaii is a special case because he came into the league this way. You know what I mean? And he's only getting older. So, like, when I hear this shit, I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. Because it's like, he's calling this nigga unreliable, this and that, yada, yada. You can't help being hurt. And honestly, if it hurts the franchise, the franchise has a decision to make. They signed this nigga knowing all of this shit. Yeah, that's that's big facts. They didn't they didn't have an issue with it then. If they have an issue with it now, they didn't understand the ramifications of what that would mean signing this dude. Because here's the thing. I still like as a Toronto fan, I would have loved to have him here because we handled him correctly. Mm. So when I hear like, you know, these niggas who were like, you know, who um like do like their analyst work and shit like that in LA. Fuck y'all niggas, bro. You ungrateful bitch ass niggas. Like, yo, I would, you know what I mean? Like, we had an opportunity to have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and possibly Russell Westbrook on the same fucking franchise. Oh, it didn't happen God. because for some reason we love Pascal Siakam so much. You know what that I mean? That sounds disgusting to say. That sounds so gross to say. 
And besides the fancy, made the all-star team this year. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, whatever that means. But, like, I know. <laughs> but it's like, it's, uh, it's like, bro, some of these analysts are just fucking, like, bro, like, I know they believe what they're saying. That's why it's so gross. Like, that, like I, I have so much, I, I have so much respect for Stephen A. Smith, like, you know, when it comes to his work and shit like that. But when I heard that shit, I'm like, nigga, whatever the fuck is up your ass, remove it. Because this shit is ugly. Like, this shit is gross. It's, it's crazy to me because I'm pretty sure, like, like I had to say pretty sure, like, Stephen A. Smith's already seen what Kwai can do. So it's like, where is this energy coming from? Mind you, in one of the games versus Phoenix, Kwai drops 38. Like, he was playing phenomenal that game. I know, and this is like you, you, these are great. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like when he's on the court, he's not doing shit. When he's on the court, he's the best player in the fucking NBA. <laughs> Literally, he's scary. That's he why he's scary. So why would the why would a nigga who is clearly the one of the most talented uh, players in the league be sitting out because he just wants to rest? That's not the fucking case with this guy. It's the case for a lot of players. It's not the case with this guy. Like what what he's what he's been going through has been documented. So if you're an analyst and you're fucking just removing that from your fucking line of vision, you're just you're just saying bullshit to the fans who don't pay attention to stuff like that. It's it's annoying as shit. It's like these stupid ass narratives that like some of these guys run with and stuff like that. Yo, focus on the fucking facts. Especially if you're going to talk about your numbers, this and that, yada, yada. Then focus on what the fuck has been reported about this nigga. Reporter? Holy shit. That's a, that's a, that's a shake my head moment. It's a, bro, it's just some more than shake my head. I don't even know what to do. When I hear that shit, I just laugh. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, this nigga really believes this shit. It's sad. Yeah. Like, fam, I hope that's not how niggas go, are going for the sake of entertainment, man. Say what the fuck you mean. And hope, and, and you know, and, and like, you know, honestly, like, I know I'm saying that and I know he feels that way. But like, if you're going to say what the fuck you mean, I hope, just make sure that you can look yourself in the mirror after the fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Holy for real. No, for real. For real. Like, there's, yeah. there's a reason why this nigga's hairline's all the way fucking back. You can't be lying like that, bro. Like, that's <laughs> Niggas will be saying whatever. Oh, God. All right, that's enough of that shit, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm a little bit, like, I'm a little defensive when it comes to the Kawhi stuff, only because it's just like, yo, these niggas are from LA and they're saying this shit. You know how bad I want a Kawhi to stay in Toronto? And on top of that, this nigga doesn't say shit. Uh, real talk. And thirdly, these niggas are LA media. They are on the fucking. They are like it's like yo, LeBron can do no wrong, but Kawhi is the guy you go after. I know that is crazy. Absolutely insane. I don't all feel Kawhi to go after is yeah, that's kind of insane. He's he's like a quiet, kept to himself guy. When he goes in the court, he lets his game talk. Like literally, lets his game talk. He'll drop a quick 30 on your head. Like, like it's nobody's business. You know the type of talent that this guy has. So that, 
saying that type of like like statement is is more than wild. Nah, it's 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 it's, it's hilarious when you think about who they're. It's Kawhi Leonard, bro. Like, when's the last time you heard a soundbite out of this nigga? Yeah. When? When's the last time you heard a quote out of Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. And I'm saying like shit. Like, he needs to retire after like the last game he played. He dropped 38 fucking points. Yeah, him saying him retiring is even more crazy because like there's like I literally said it like there is how many other players you could say that before mentioning this guy's name. LeBron is 38. No, he's he's in the top five of those names that you could say. <laughs> like, he's, missed, he's missed more than games. I have not heard those talks from these niggas yet. It's just like, bro, some some of these niggas got like weird vendettas versus some niggas, bro. It's just like, yo, get whatever the fuck is out, out like whatever the fuck is up your ass, remove it because it's clouding your judgment. Really you're, enjoy, you're, in, you're enjoying that shit way too much. I swear to God, the cloak got to his head. The cloak got to his head. Oh, bro. That shit is so gross you know. There's certain players where it's just like, you start talking shit about them, it's just like, it makes you look crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking insane. Kawhi is like the last person I've I would ever hear like those type of I would expect to hear those type of talks. Like I understand when they go after like Kyrie, when they go after Kevin Durant, when they go after um like niggas like Dylan Brooks. You know, like niggas who talk are constantly in the this or that, and they're in the way. They're in the mix. There is niggas and players that are out of the way of the media. They may they do a good job of keeping a clear image, this and that, yada yada. So when like these niggas drag them into the mix, I'm just like, yo, fuck you for that. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, yo, some of these niggas don't need that shit. Because you can, when when nobody, when people don't talk for themselves, you can really make like create a narrative for a nigga and like you know like get niggas after them, a la Russell Westbrook. Like what the media did to Russell Westbrook in the last year and a half, bro. If I knew some of these niggas, like it's like I don't know Russell Westbrook. But just the character that it takes to be talking about a nigga outside of just basketball, like 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 almost being like, yo, this nigga doesn't deserve the money that he's like, yo, these niggas are at work when they're on the court. I couldn't imagine if I was doing a job and there's some other nigga just commentating on my ability to do the fucking job. Oh god, you know I can only I mean? imagine. Like, I can only imagine. Oh my god, these niggas on road, bro. Like that's what, like for some of these guys, I feel bad for them. Because their hands are tied behind their back when it comes to these analysts and shit like that. And it affects their money because, like, yo, these GMs and these fucking, like, scouts and all these other niggas who are in those executive positions hear this shit, too. And then they, they also pay attention to fans and shit like that, too. So when they yeah. get all of this stuff, it becomes, you know, there's a narrative now running, like, an underlying narrative running around this player or whatever. This, whatever yeah. the said about Kawhi, if enough people are, like, siding with him and, like, being like this and that, yada, yada, even though it is unwarranted and based uh, they, and you're ignoring facts when you say that shit. They still hear that shit. That could affect money. Yeah. That's ugly ass shit. Coming from an ugly ass nigga, bro. Yeah. yeah that's big facts. It did affect the Russell Westbrook heavy. I don't know if you've I, seen the recent um, altercation he had at the Suns game. Yeah. You got to like, 
by the way, before I let go, sorry for cutting you off. When I say ugly ass nigga, I'm not even talking about aesthetically. I mean, as a person, that's some ugly ass shit for like my back. Yeah, no, for real. For real. Um, no, like there's an altercation that happened at the Phoenix game with um, a fan and, and Russell Westbrook. And this guy was like, just like chirping and, you know, just like, trying to get under Russell Westbrook's skin and Russell Westbrook just did not play that. And he like went up to him and like paged him and the guy like stood up and he was just quiet. And then, and then Russell Westbrook's like, yo, that's, that's what I thought. And then walked off and literally as he's like gone, the guy starts yelling at him again. I'm like, bro, like, it's literally like media and the influence of some of these like like Stephen A. Smiths out there, these analysts, like it, it literally affects like their career, not even like a short term, like a long term thing. Like, there's niggas that literally made a a song, a full on song about Russell Westbrook and the end of him and sent it to him. It's grimy. People don't understand, like, the media doesn't understand how much they influence, like, other people, right? You know what I mean? Like, basketball fans, like, these niggas on Twitter, like, uh, these these other, like, smaller podcasts or shows and shit like that. Because, like, people were, like, that follow, follow bots their topics. Like, me and you, we don't really do that. Like, we just kind of go into this and just say what we see. So we don't, like, you know, this is the first time, I think, throughout, like, the entire season, we're actually taking a tackle from somebody or we're, like, like talking on somebody else's topic. This shit stood out to me just because of like what we talked about last week with LeBron, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it, was just, it was crazy, like with the timing. Like we're talking about like LeBron. Like I was like I won't put that on your head, but like um, I was saying, like LeBron is probably the worst superstar we've had in NBA history, and then we hear the same thing being said about Kawhi, like in the same week. Like you know what I mean? The timing for that is insane. It's an, absolutely. That's why I was like, maybe, like the, the person that they said that about was. Kawhi Leonard. I was, I'm just, I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't even know. Like, this, <laughs> like, these niggas is gross. Like, I've seen them do this to, like, players who don't deserve that shit. That's why I'm just like, when, like, when I heard, when I heard them do it to Kawhi, I'm just like, nah, nah. Niggas stay up worse. It's worse when it's like, they do it to players that really don't deserve it, that are out of the mix, that are not in like in the drama of it all. Mm. It's it's much like it's much much more grimier. It's like man, come on, like you know what the hell you're doing. Like, that's a that's a low blow. Yeah, and credit to Kawhi Leonard, he is one of the like one one of like for Toronto. We only had him for a year. But one of the greatest players to walk through this fucking building. Like the nigga was, he didn't say shit. He would just fucking play. Like when he was on the fucking court, amazing. Just fucking. Yeah. One of like these niggas were comparing this guy to Michael Jordan that entire season. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Like this nigga was amazing. Fucking did what the fuck he did. Um, got us a championship, and then said bye. Like, respectfully left quietly, didn't make it a big thing, big plus, nothing. No problems. Goes to, goes to the Clippers. He still has, like, you know, a bit of a fan base here that follows him over there and shit like that. Like, Kawhi is 
what I would like most superstars to be like. Just about their fucking business. Like, you know what I mean? You'll see them in commercials. You'll see them do interviews from time to time. They, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're not about the whole media bullshit or whatever and sinking into that. Because superstars back in the day did not give these niggas the time of day. Not the way they do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ahmad Rashad was the only one interviewing uh, Michael Jordan. He yeah. was the only one who could get, like, a thing with him. Like, uh, Kobe Bryant. He was like, a big uh, name. He was a big name, too, though. Yeah. Like, Kobe Bryant would only talk to niggas like maybe Stephen A. Smith. Allen Iverson was the same way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there was very few people he will sit down and talk to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for, like, a sit-down interview and shit like that. Like, I miss that era of, like, Superstar where, like, they were, they the media was not their friend. Because mm. the media has never been the player's friend. They will turn on you in a fucking second. It's literally to attack. It's literally an attack. It's literally an attack. If, if they know it'll bring viewers, bro, like, they don't give a fuck about your career. I swear to God. Like, it took how long for Stephen A. Smith to be honest about the fact that he didn't even like Kyrie Irving? Like, on a personal level. Because, like, a lot of his shit was coming from a weird place, right? Like, voice that from the fucking beginning so you're not, like, you know what I mean? Like, like throwing a nigga's mu- name through the mud and acting like you're being objective about it. Mm. It's just, it's like, it's, it's stupid little shit like that. Yeah. I was literally about to say, like, those post-game interviews have gotten to the point where it's, like, Jerry Springer slash, like, Maury dramatic. Like, they just want, they're, it's just, like, there for drama. Yeah, and it's not necessary. This is not, like, this is not a real, real uh, ballers of the NBA or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Reality TV show. Yeah, it's it's not... like... <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It's yeah, nobody, nobody needs this shit. <laughs> real ballers of the NBA. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't, I, I don't care for the NBA to be a little soap opera, a little... Um, like, you know, reality show, none of that shit. I like, I like my basketball just being strictly basketball. Like, you know what I mean? And like, none of the, like, and you know, the antics on the court, this or that little chippy here and there, talking about one, two at the press conferences, where it should be done, not on Twitter. Like, all of that shit is sick. It's great. I love that shit. But it's like, man, like, whatever. Like, so, you know, it's a new day and age, a new, like, you know, age of player. We are actually the older guy. Like, you know, we're like, about to touch 30 so a lot of these like stars and shit like that are like under <laughs> under like you know 28 and shit like that so it's a different generation but you know I don't know I just I I don't want to seem like the back of my day ass nigga like when it's the 40 and 50 year olds right now doing all of this shit uh. I don't feel like I'm supposed to sound like that it's gonna come. It's gonna. We're, we're we're almost like we're almost there. We're soon touching that just now. I'm telling you. I'm yeah. telling you. There's gonna be that time where it's gonna be like uh, back in my day. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Who's Dwayne Wade? Excuse me. And it's gonna hurt my heart when I hear some shit like that. That's gonna come just now. I'm telling you from now. I'm telling you from now. Back in my day. Man, back in my day, Melo would drop 50. Melo's never dropped 50, man. The most he's ever had is 31 on Charlotte. And they're going to be talking about LaMelo Ball. Yo, you know how much that was, like, irking my soul when they started calling uh, LaMelo Melo? I'm like, y'all trying to fuck this nigga while he still has a contract? 
Like, <laughs> that shit hurt me, bro. I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you literally got a brand called Mellow. Like, it's like, what are you doing? I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, some of these niggas are so quick. Like, that's what I'm saying. These announcers and these analysts and shit are not like these, like, players' friends, bro. Like, the minute they have something new or the minute they know they can draw attention from something or something or something else or someone else, or, you're going to do that shit. So indulging these niggas was the biggest mistake a lot of these, like, stars could have made early on because, like, you know, it's just now you guys look like, you know, buddy, buddy, this and that. Yeah, you guys build these relationships with guys who have, it doesn't, it, it doesn't help them to help you. So it is what it is. I don't know. Shout out to Rachel Nichols, though. I just watched her um, Showtime show. Um, she, she interviewed uh, Joel B. That was actually a really good interview. And uh, Drake Nowitzki, which I enjoyed that. Oh, jeez. Jeez. Yeah. It's a great show. It's on Showtime. I'll have to watch that. That's sick. No, it's not an ad. This is not an ad, by the way. It's just I really like the show. And I really like <laughs> Rachel. I really like Rachel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he's sick. Great first round so far. Great first yeah, round. Great, great first round. I was gonna say like, we'll take it super off topic, um, from what we were just talking about. But what are your thoughts on parting ways? I know this is a conversation that's gonna have to happen with Nick Nurse. Oh, there they fired him. Yeah, and I'm saying, what are your thoughts like? Oh, yeah, I forgot we should have said that, actually, from the top. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, um, like, but, like, before I say anything, um, like, thank you to Nick Nurse. Um, I don't know if this will ever get to his ears, uh, but, like, thank you, Nick Nurse, for everything that you've done. The only reason I know happiness is because you brought us a championship in 2019, so I appreciate, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you for that. Um, like I, I was like I'm joking with the happiness thing, but at the same time, like nah, it's probably one of the, like it's a memory, like that's a like not a milestone, but something in my life that I could look back at, like yeah, I remember when that shit happened, that shit was sick, and I got to go to the parade and everything, like seeing what that did for our city. He did that in his first year, like that was that shit was amazing. Like you know, fast forwarding to now, this year wasn't like the greatest year, but it doesn't take away from everything that Nick Nurse has done for us, like as like. His entirety is his career as a head coach has been stellar so far. This was a really bad year. I don't think this was the greatest first move for the offseason, to be fair to yeah. him. Yeah. Not before we start tooling up the roster and shit like that. I would have liked to see, like, you know what I mean? Or, like, just maybe, you know, maybe they had a meeting and it just didn't go well. I heard a couple of clips of the, the Masai press conference, but I didn't watch the whole thing, so I don't want to use quotes or anything yet. But um, honestly, Dickness is not going to have any trouble finding a job in the NBA. No. Um, who I saw us aiming for was Doko. If that is somebody we can get, that'd be great. But like I said, like I think we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago uh, when it, if Nick Nurse were to get fired. The one thing that scared me was, well, who's better out there? You know what I mean? Like, it's... And I don't think there is. Like, even you can say Doko, the Nick Nurse is a proven product. Um, I don't know what this year was. Um, I remember, I, like, I heard uh, even Masai saying how, like, you know, like, this year wasn't us. 
And I think that includes Nick Nurse as well. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot because I, I didn't expect this this fast. I don't really have so many thoughts on this. But I don't think it was the right first move, but I understand it. Um, and I, I do wish the best for Nick Nurse. I, I overall want the best for the Raptors organization, like, so that we can compete next year. But this is a sad loss, man. This is a part of, like... Yeah, it was definitely, like, shock. it was shocking for me. I did not, I did not see it coming. It was like a hit to the, like, to the stomach. I did not see it coming. I was like, word. You can you can sit back and like you know get upset about like things that happen game to game like I was, like you know what I mean like when I'm doing those morning outs and stuff like that. There's certain things with coaching that drive me crazy, but like when you sit back and look at everything that's been done up until this point, although it is like a what are you doing for me now lately, Lee? What he's done for us throughout the his entire tenure here, has like you couldn't ask for more. Like you know what I mean? Like he's one head like coach of the year. He's got he's got a ring under his belt in his first year. Um, he's got us into the playoffs up until this year. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's done his job uh with the roster that he's been provided most of the years. This year was injuries, just chemistry, Maasai, like, you know, kind of fucking around with these niggas heads around the trade deadline and like, you know, getting nothing done. Like <laughs> it was a lot of factors that this was a team effort for how they went down this year. So I, I like I, I don't like because anytime if you don't are not paying attention to the team, the first thing you always hear after a bad season is the coach getting fired. I don't like that for Nick Nurse. I know. I know. I mean I don't like that for Nick Nurse because it wasn't just his fault. But yeah. at the same time, the earlier you get fired, the quicker you like you know what I mean the the easier it is for you to find another coaching job and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I understand the business side of it, but at the same I just don't like the optics. Because Masai needs to take more responsibility on his side of things as well. He definitely does. Jesus Christ. But yeah, best of luck. Best of luck to Nick Nurse, and thank you for everything. Thank you for everything. God bless Nick Nurse, man. That nigga will always be. He he's, he is the best Raptors coach of all time. I used to say that for Sam Mitchell, but like you got you know you got, this guy got us our rings as well. I know, <laughs> and and on top of that, like he also won Coach of the Year too. Yeah, you know, like Sam Mitchell got fired the year he got Coach of the Year. Dwayne Casey got fired the um the year he won Coach of the Year. Nick Nurse is the only coach to survive not getting fired after he won that the Coach of the Year shit. So that's another accolade right there, man. Like that that he he broke uh like a Raptors head coach curse. <laughs> <laughs> Like that coach of the year is an omen for these niggas, bro. Like it doesn't mean good things. <laughs> no, settle, settle, Nick Nurse, man. The real one. The real one. I'm a little interested to see what what the next moves are for the Raptors, like coaching staff and who they're gonna pick up. Considering you were just talking about Ame uh, Doku, yeah, potential, um, that would be amazing. That is, only, that is the only one. That is the only potential. If it's not him, you really just lost Nick Nurse for no reason. Yeah, real shit. <laughs> real shit. Real shit. Oh my god. 
I really hope it is. I feel like we're not going to get him. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just like in a negative mind space. I feel like it's, it's one of those like too good to be true, you know? Yeah. You either, you, like, you don't, you don't drop him without an indication that you're getting that guy. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Like, that better be the objective. Or, like, some, like, if it's not him, it better make sense when you get him. <laughs> uh, I'd be very upset if it wasn't. But, I don't know. I guess we'll see. This, this next coming off season, I feel like it's, like, I'm, I'm borderline, like, more interested just to see what's going to happen this next coming off season than what's going on in the playoffs right now. Just because I know there's so much other things happening behind the scenes, whether it's like, for example, like I was talking about the coaching staff with Nick Nurse and who we're going to pick up as a coach, um, what's going to happen with the drafters roster moving forward into the next season, who's going to pick up Victor Wimbanyana because there's a rumor that he's eligible for the upcoming drafts. He declared for it. Huh? Yeah, he declared for the draft. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm so, like, I'm borderline almost more interested in that than to see, like, what's going to happen. Like, who's even going to go to the finals and all that? I'm literally, like, almost more interested in the, in this offseason. I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff that's happening. Like, all right. All right. This is actually a very, like, the, the injuries are kind of ruining the what this postseason was supposed to be, but if these guys can recover quick, like you can still salvage the rest of it. So. Actually, a lot of a lot of injuries, man, or even just players that are still like having like load management and still dealing with injuries, like Giannis, Joel Embiid, Kawhi, Paul George, Victor Oladipo. Um. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them still. So there's a lot of big names. And it kind of sucks, but there's nothing really you can do about that stuff. You know, it's the game. It comes with it, especially during playoffs. Um, you still got to play. You still got to go out there and do what you got to do so that you guys are in a position to have these guys come back and, you know, compete at full, um, full health or yeah. full I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. But, like, um, just have your team all together so that you guys can, can, you know, get to where you need to get to, which is why it's a team sport and not, like, you know. Like, that's why it's it's good to, like, you know, you got to pay attention to the rosters that are deep. You can't just have, like, two or three superstars. Two, one or two go down. You better hope the rest of them niggas can do what they do. That's why I like, yeah. I like watching the Clippers right now because uh, Russell Westbrook has been showing the fuck up, and so has Norman Powell. Yeah. And honestly, to this day, I don't understand that trick. <laughs> like, why the fuck did we ever get rid of Norman Powell? I'm just able to win six one of the year just now. I, I to this day I don't understand it. Like I, I like I'm being dead ass. Like when it happened, I was like, did he want like I remember asking, like, did he ask for a trick? I was <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck that shit was. He he played for us for a while too. Yeah. Like you know the the way I like OG Ananobi was the same way I used to like Norman Powell. 
And I, it's not like it went away. It's just I haven't really been keeping up with a lot because he hasn't been on the roster. But I, I same. like at the minute we drafted Norman, just his game, like that's all. Like that shit is gonna grow into something sick, and you know the fucking Clippers together. That's annoying. Of course, the Western Conference team that already has like a good ass roster against him, but. Yo, Masai, I dare you. Don't, don't you fucking don't don't trade Oziana Nova, nigga. Holy shit! I don't think he's gonna do that. I don't. I don't know what this nigga's gonna do right now this offseason. <laughs> like, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust up in the air. It. Yeah, everything's like you know, and it's good to have it that way. But at the same time, there is like two. My my only request are like Oziana Nova and Scotty Barnes to stay on this fucking roster. Everybody else, okay, and Coloco. And Coloco and Port, Port, okay, Port niggas, Port dudes. Keep them okay. niggas and everybody else is an amazing trade asset. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. At this, at this point of the, in, the, okay. in their careers, there there are a lot of good trade assets with, with the Raptors right now. It's just the mobile, availability for the next offseason. Like, ideally, I would like to keep Fred Van Vliet, but I know what these teams want. Like, you know what I mean? So, like... Uh... I was gonna say his name too. I'm like, I want Fred. I want Fred to stay, but I, yeah, everything like you're saying, everything is still up in the air, especially with Masai. Yeah, anything is possible. If these, if these niggas can't have OG or Scotty, then like they're, you gotta give them like a Fred or a Siakam, like you know what I mean. So yeah, it's gonna have to be one of those two. I don't know. I don't even it could possibly even be both. It can possibly be even both, yeah. The return better make sense, though. I don't want them to The return better be insane. The inter- return better be insane. Well, yeah, that's it. That's all I gotta say. I don't got much more to say. How you feeling? Um... Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say one, one thing. Um, we actually have not talked about it at all. The the Cleveland Cavaliers and New York's series, and that's the show, folks. I'm joking. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like, no, I was just gonna ask you. Did that, does that kind of shock you, or what are they right now? It's like two and one for the next one. Yeah, two and one. Nah, that's. Most people were saying it was going to be a sweep for Cavs. It's it's two one. Like you know what I mean. Like it's not the end of the series. They still at minimum got to play like what like like all five games. Yeah. yeah. Right, so like the one I don't the Knicks are not sweeping these niggas. or like gentlemen sweeping these niggas. So this this series is going to go up to like six or seven. Um, it should have been like a gentleman sweep on the Cavs side, but. You know, the Knicks are not going out without a fight, and that's fair. It's the playoffs. It's where, we, like, we've seen some first rounds throughout the years where, like, it just looked like a dog fight that shouldn't have been close, but it was. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Donovan well, Mitchell was not happy about how they were playing this game, so we might have a special performance coming, like, just now. So. I feel it. I feel it coming. <laughs> Yeah. I really feel it coming because I watched his post game interview, and he was just speaking on, um, I think it was the, 
I think it was a game that Knicks like got to take from like a road game. And he's like, yeah, we have to just like learn to make adjustments now with seeing like the way they were playing because there's a, a play where Julius Randle bodied the dog shit out of Evan Mobley. And Evan Mobley's seven foot. But it's like he doesn't have that much like, you know, body mass on him compared to Julius Randle. And he bodied the dog shit out of them. And like literally after that, I'm like, I think they might have to like make adjustments and probably just and it wasn't like a one on one body, it was just like um uh it was like a free throw attempt that someone tried to take and Julius Randall was trying to like crash the boards, but like he really crashed the boards. Like he like I swear to god, I, Evan Mobley like went from like baseline to basically like under the basket. Like he just pushed him out like right out the way. It was water. But after me, like after hearing what Donovan Mitchell was saying, like making adjustments, I feel like there's gonna be a special game coming <laughs> just now, and I feel like it's gonna be at Cavs, um, Cavs, Cavs home court. And I feel like they're gonna like absolutely destroy. But like, like you said, I think it might be a six game, seven game series. No, it might be in the Garden. The next game is in the Garden. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, but I'm just saying in general, I think it might be a six, a six game series. Yeah, I don't see it like if the Cavs make the adjustments like you were saying that they need to and shit like that. They should be fine going, going forward. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see this as being too much of a challenge for the Knicks. I think the Knicks are. Um, I think Jalen Brunson's been a like I like I said earlier um, in the season a guy sent for the Knicks. Well, he's always going to be a tough guy to deal with, but. Outside of that, after he's got him, that that kind of pisses me off too. But uh, that's that's a topic for another day, man. Jesus Christ, it's one of those moments. Like, um, I just I don't think it's the next have enough to to beat a Donovan Mitchell led uh Cavs. I know, I know. So yeah, honestly, that's what I think about that. Anything else, man? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Still, just, just waiting for these NBA, waiting for this, <clears throat> this next round to come. But yeah, no, not, not much, not much to say. All right. Well, before we go, check out one eight hundred. Um, it's it is an iMessage based AI. Um, the all the information is in the description for this episode. Uh, you can use our promo code to save. Um. 10% off of anything on the, sorry, off of any merch on their website. Um, it is Save Space in all caps. Um, S-A-F-E-S-P-A-C-E in all caps. And their website is 1-800.ca, O-N-E-800.ca. And if you want to call us, call Joe. <laughs> tuning in to another episode of the Jurassic Pod. It's been real, y'all. Peace. Peace.